Blog Talk Radio. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Fagun Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time, and with me shortly will be my co-host, as well as writer from Pro Football Focus and Pro's, Ryan Whitfield. But we have a special treat for everybody today, the first show of the new year. Guess what? We got special guests, and uh, it's our favorite special guests, I will say. So much so that we actually think that we need to have special theme music for them because uh, they are just, they're just such they're great guys. They're so epic, right? So here we go. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> Our special guest, again, is Wole Akinzo and Ray Rogers of the Urban Sports Team Podcast. How you guys doing, guys? Good. Hey, everything's everything. <laughs> hey, so hey, first of all, Wale, happy Wale spreading out. Sounds like Wale WWE music, music, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, I kind of feel like you guys, you guys are like the Undertaker, man. You guys, you guys, you're threatening, you know. Don't make no wrestling jokes, right? Don't make no wrestling jokes, right? I know you're gonna start already. Don't do that. <laughs> well, hey, happy New Year, guys! Uh, happy New Year! It's, it's great to have you on our first happy show of the uh, New Year. I hope I trust you guys had a good holiday. Yeah, absolutely. It's a blessing, right? It's a blessing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt at all. And I know, first of all, that uh, you guys have been doing double duty here. And I was, I was just talking to Ole before the show that uh, <laughs> you guys got a whole lot going on. <laughs> Ole. Hey, that. let me just say, I, I know that you, you got a terrific two-hour podcast before this, uh, fantastic podcast, and then uh, I know you guys have a whole lot going on, so thank you for making time to jump on here with us, and I know that also, earlier on, I believe it was Wole who actually <laughs> predicted that Ryan might blow us off. So far, prediction is accurate. We'll see what happens uh, <laughs> if he actually pops on here in a second. Um, he is so unreliable, that guy. Anyway, uh, I kid. I'm just kidding. I know he has a lot. Of, he has he's some. Party, he's a real man. job. He's actually, just getting in the way. He's depressed too. He's depressed too. He's depressed. Yeah, too. Right, that's true. <laughs> All right. So that being said, we got a lot of stuff here that I want to talk about today and get some insight from all you guys. Um, all there's a lot of football stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about the yeah, results uh, of the Urban Sports Scene Fantasy Football League. <laughs> I know. I know you guys are just chomping at the bit to talk about that. Um, and uh-huh. I know that if Ryan was here, it would be even more interesting because I'm sure he has a lot of kind words to say about your guys' performance. But that being said, I also <laughs> want to talk about surprises from the wild card weekend. I want to talk about the coaching shuffle in the NFL right now, and I want to talk about the divisional playoff picks and so much more. We got this uh, half hour to get that all in there, so let's get rolling. All right, guys. So the the best part of the the uh, the show was going to be talking to you guys about how amazing you guys did in your own fantasy football league. Um, for those of you <laughs> out there who actually haven't been following, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I got the results here in front of me, and uh, none of us oh, yeah, on the phone, none of us here on the podcast were in the top two. Okay, so let's let's get that out of the way right now. I believe Mike Knox was number one. So. Uh, no one here bragging about that. I managed to beat my uh, co-host Ryan for third place. Um, but guess where um, 
guess where uh, Wole ended up? He ended up at number eight <laughs> out of ten. Nice job there at a five and nine record. And Ray, man, I don't know what happened to your team. Four and ten, the Miami Dolphins of the league, or the Cincinnati Bengals of the league, even. Oh, dang. Ten out of ten. Oh, jeez. Really? Now, that's, that's how well, you know, you whenever you have a bad season, that means changes <laughs> need to be made, right? So I'm yep. going to be looking at new coaches, new general managers, and we'll come back better <laughs> and stronger next year. Right. Basically, that's all it is. I will I will say that in the number two spot, that is an Urban Sports team individual. That's our third co- that's our third co-host. So I'm just saying oh, we nice. do have representation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He, he was a championship yeah, game. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Doesn't count at all. Wait, count at all. So, so this was collusion, right? <laughs> so you're saying you want to make sure one of you guys are up there, but the rest of you guys took a hit. Was well, awfully big of you guys to take a hit to let your co-host get up there at number two. But uh, yeah, good. That's yeah, a good clarification. To... You're right. You guys aren't completely shut yeah. out. No, nah, he, um, he he went too far. He went too far this year. He was actually picking people up all the waiver wire just so other guys couldn't get oh, these players. It's like, come on, man, really? And you and then you do all that to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but know, hey, right? listen, but good, not not bad. And I can tell you that I I expected to do better. I had Lamar Jackson, who I actually drafted in the tenth round, and I was super psyched. I can't tell you how psyched I, I am about that guy. Um, he is yeah. just out of this That's world. But we'll talk a little bit more about him once we get to the divisional playoffs. Uh, but that, I won't. I won't go ahead and, and uh, give you guys a hard time on that anymore. I mean, I, actually, to tell you the truth, the reason why I put it in there was it was a favor to Ryan, so he can go ahead and bash on you. But he is now, as far as far as I'm concerned, forfeited his opportunity to make fun of you guys. So you guys are in the clear now. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, okay, so there you go. That's, That's okay. my gift to you. Ryan Happy holidays. I don't want to smoke, though. Ryan already know I want to smoke. Ryan could be here any time. He knows I want to smoke. <laughs> he did not bring not. it. Ryan, let us let the record man, show Ryan did know. not bring the smoke today. <laughs> yeah, he did not. Ryan know, no. what, know what time it is. <laughs> Does Ryan still make picks? I mean, I, I think no, he, Ryan, like, missed he, three weeks of picks. Can we talk about oh, that? He, can, we, can, yes. we, can we focus on that? <laughs> yes, he did not make picks for a long time. And he and, and I, I truly believe... And and I'll say this on the on the air because he can't do anything about it because he's not here. He should be here to defend himself. But he he had a couple bad weeks, then he missed a week, and then he decided not to make picks after that. I think he I believe he did that on purpose because he didn't think he could catch up with you guys, and then he couldn't make good on his name uh, better than Wally, which, which is basically yeah, what no, he right? That's what I'm talking about. Now you got to change the better than Wally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, by better than Wally. I'm sorry, better than Wally. <laughs> That's right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> So all right. Listen like, about okay. The artist formerly known as Wally. You know what I mean? That's all we got. Yeah, like, the artist formerly, formerly known as Wally. Hey, I like that. The artist formerly known as Wally. That That's a good one. I'm going to use that from that's now on. That's what we're going to go with. Today. <laughs> we're going to go with that one. All right. Well, that's enough of the fantasy football talk. Let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one. Let's move on to the next topic. This is actually uh, a topic I, I'm kind of interested in, and I got two things I want to ask you mm-hmm. guys about. Um uh, about wild card weekend. But let me ask you first of all, what was the most surprising thing or most interesting thing to you uh that happened during wild card weekend? Whether it be a result, whether it be a play, whether it be some player, what was the most interesting uh thing for you? And let's uh let's start with you, Wale. Uh Kirk Cousins being clutch. Uh <laughs> yeah. in a big game like that. Yeah. I think it's it looks fair. Like um, you know, the the Saints they were bringing the pressure after they came back. I mean Minnesota had a lead and the Saints came back. It brought the pressure, and he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't like. He didn't sink. You know, he mm-hmm. he took that challenge on and played and made big throws that the pass to to Thielen, and also the pass to Rudolph to to win the game. So I just think that yep. uh, in overtime, I just think that to me, you know, we all talk about primetime. Me, I've been Kirk Cousins' biggest critic 
Uh, but right. at the same time, you got to acknowledge, you know, what it is. And that was a clutch moment, and he deserves credit for that. So to me, that was a surprise. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And in three words, of course, deal like that, that's definitely uh, Kirk Cousins in full effect right there, finally making good big time. That's awesome. But, hey, let me ask this question because you actually just brought it up. So this was one of my questions that I had. Was there an offensive pass interference in Kyle Rudolph's game-winning overtime touchdown catch over P.J. Williams? What do you guys think? I don't I don't think so, because if, if you look at the replay, he was grabbing first. You could have called holding. So Interesting. You look at the replay, you know, that's what I hate about Saints fans. They cry about everything now, ever since they felt like they've been cheated. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, Sean Payton has built this environment of whining. Uh, and now every all <laughs> every call they don't get, they whine. Um, he was grabbing. Yeah. You look at the play, he, the, the, corner, the corner was grabbing Rudolph. So Rudolph, you know, he shoved him off of him. So, all right, wait, okay, you want to call dual penalties and say offset, offsetting penalties? No, like they were playing football. One was grabbing, he pushed him off, and then, then, then he, caught, he caught the ball for a touchdown. I think mm-hmm. everybody, like they're just looking for something. It's like something negative they're looking for. You know, I'm glad, I'm actually glad that Sean Payton acknowledges because if he did, it would have been a whole different storm again. Maybe they try to protest this game too, like last year, and bring all this changing, changing the rules and re- replaying another re- replay situation. So, um, I mean, I mean, a pass interference situation. So it's just, I'm just, to me, people just stop crying about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm. Over it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. But I have to say that, you know, I'm obviously I'm a, I'm a Kyle Rudolph fan because he came from Notre Dame, and I'm a big Notre Dame guy. But mm-hmm. um, that being said, it definitely looked like a little bit of an extension. But you're right. I mean, it's a little bit of both sides. So what are you going to do in that situation? I I did think it was inconsistent how they've been calling pass interference all year. So that's the yeah. bigger problem. Maybe not that mm-hmm. play, but then you look at what happened in the Eagles-Seahawks game. Jacob Hollister gets yeah. called by an offensive pass interference, and that was basically a you know, he tapped the eye on the shoulder. So I, yeah. I think that they need to be more specific about what is offensive pass interference, what is defensive pass interference, because it's just not consistent. But I agree that's a, a good no call there. So, Ray, your thoughts on uh, Wild Card Weekend? Well, I'm going to go to the opposite, opposite side of this and talk about – one of the most mentally tough guys in the league being Drew Brees. He knows mm. his opportunities are limited. You know, throughout the course of his career, he's proved people wrong. You know, coming mm. out of college, he was obviously highly touted, but undersized, and he mm-hmm. he was very good, very good um, in San Diego and got even better in New Orleans. And I just thought yeah. <clears throat> that he was going to take advantage of his opportunity, having a home playoff game, and I, I felt he was going to rise to the occasion with – arguably a top three receiver, Michael Thomas. And I was shocked oh, yeah. to see that even he, maybe because of his coach, had sort of a hangover from last year where they didn't get that call. And, you know, to have him uh, commit two turnovers, I just feel like it's uncharacteristic. And I was shocked to Absolutely. see that Drew Brees did not step up in that moment. And this could have been his last opportunity to actually get to a Super Bowl where, as you can see by Wild, by wild Card Weekend, it's so unpredictable with Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins winning games that – Right. He could have possibly went to the Super Bowl. No, no, mm-hmm. I agree with that. And, and Drew Brees is uh, is a real fighter. But, um, you know, I have to say, um, Michael Thomas makes him look good sometimes. I mean, the guy just doesn't drop balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, a, he's mm-hmm. incredible. You know, he's very athletic. There's a lot of balls that are thrown behind him, above him, around him, and he just manages to go up and get it. And then there was that play when he went downfield to Ted Ginn, and it's just, you know, not there. I mean, the, the arm strength wasn't there. So could have been a bad throw, could have been under pressure. You know, the Saints with only eight turnovers all season, least of any right. team in the NFL. And then you get two in the biggest game um, where they should have rolled. They really should have rolled the Minnesota Vikings. 
you know, hats off to them for playing a, a terrific game, and hats off to Kirk Cousins. Let me ask you another question about a wild card weekend, another controversial uh, issue. Jadavian Clowney's hit on Carson Wentz, the knock Wentz out for the game. Uh, well, should that have been called a personal foul? Should that have been called for the the hit that he uh, that he had on Wentz? I don't oh, you think want to take so, because I feel as though the referees are watching this in real time. It's easy mm-hmm. for us to watch replay after replay and always, you know, dissect what happens during a game and say, oh, this should have happened. If Carson Wentz bounces back, we don't talk about it any further. With the fact that he's mm-hmm. knocked out, Philadelphia fans are upset. It's just something to discuss, and I feel like it's time to move on. Regardless, I don't think it would change the outcome to the game, so mm-hmm. let's move on. I think Carson Wentz himself, he's a tough guy, a very tough guy. He plays through a lot of injuries. If he mm-hmm. can, and I, I feel as though he'll say the same thing. Right, right. Any any other thoughts on that? Um, no, I I agree. With, I mean, I agree with Ray. With Ray. Um, I don't think it was a penalty at all. I mean, I like Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. I don't think it was a penalty. I just think yeah. we're in an era with everybody trying to make football so soft. Um, <laughs> um, I just thought yeah. it was a decent. I thought it was a decent play. Clowney yep. just made a tackle. I think everybody wants to play touch football. I mean, you get hurt. That's football. Right, like right, and as Clowney said, by, it's a bang uh, bang play, and yeah. as Ray mentioned, it's a bang yeah. bang play. You, you know, yeah, you, you got to, you just got to play. What do you want to do? Carson Wentz is right. elusive. What do you want him to do? Like, right. these are not. <laughs> right. these, a lot of these quarterbacks, they they break tackles. They do all. You saw? Did you see what Deshaun Watson did? Like, yeah, exactly. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, he hit for three did. guys, and he yeah, stood up. Mhm. And that could have been, and that was the difference in the game. Yep, absolutely. You got to put him down. So I'm just. I don't think it was a dirty hit at all. So. Okay, so so that means that you also think that because the NFL has come out and said they're reviewing the hit, and they said that he may be fined. They haven't said one way or the other if he will be. Oh, would you terrible. think that it would be fair to fine him? No, I mean, okay. I mean, again, everybody act, act, it's after the fact, right? Like what Ray said, if he didn't get hurt, we wouldn't be talking about this. This wouldn't be a That's fine. Right. This would be anything. You know what I mean? Right. Now it's like revisit uh, history. It's like to a point where, you know, now everything is under the microscope. Like, okay, well. It's like it was bang bang. So, you know, did he have an opportunity not to put press to not put his weight on him or this that, and the other? It's like, come on now, like you're right. overthinking it. it. He made a play. Yep. Was there was no intent? We got to talk about intent. There was no intent. You know yep. what I mean? Nope. He made a football play. That's all it was. Yep. So I'm gonna give it some light applause here. Good job, NFL officiating. For once, we are not complaining about you doing a bad <laughs> job. We made it through a week without a bad call. Excellent job, guys. All right, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next topic there because uh, we have something else that we want to talk about, and that is all of those coaches moving around in those open uh, open positions. At the time we scheduled this uh, this agenda for today, guys, there were a lot of open spots, and now there's only one. It's un- it's unbelievable. But the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. have taken up new coach, previous Baylor coach Matt Rule, and then we also have the uh, Dallas Cowboys picking up former Packers coach Mike McCarthy. We have the New York Giants picking up the special teams and wide receiver coach from the Patriots, Joe Judge. And we have the Washington Redskins, who moved first, actually, getting Ron Rivera. We're leaving the only open opportunity left with the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns, of course, their top candidates was uh, included Mike McCarthy, who is obviously off the board now. And they're also looking at the Ravens offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, and the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, and Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Benimi, who's actually been, or Benimi, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Eric Benimi. Eric Benimi. Eric Benimi. All right, thank you. Yeah, Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, that was, that was, that's our era of football. We know about Eric Benimi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like okay. John Madden, <laughs> old school John Madden, stuff like that. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so he, he and I feel bad for him because he's been interviewed by basically every team. <laughs> like he's basically been interviewed by every oh, team so far. Oh man. Uh, so let me ask you this How question, did a and we'll Patriots start. Coach get a job before him. <laughs> anyway, <go ahead. laughs> I know. And a Patriots coach not I mean, right, named Josh McDaniels, really. actually. You know, think about that. I know, um, right? Well, like yeah, right, I, mean, to I, that point, I don't though, think that. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, to that point though, what Ray was referring to, like it, every Patriots coach that comes down to New England is horrible. Uh, it, like yeah. if you don't, if you're not Bill Belichick, you're horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Patricia, I mean? it's amazing. <laughs> horrible. They're all horrible. <laughs> yep. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You get that name brand, right? You get that Belichick name brand. Is, hey, let's start. Exactly. Let me start with you. Uh, uh, let me start with you, Ray. Let me ask you this question. So those, those are the coaching oh. positions that have been filled. That's the coaching position that's open there in Cleveland. You know, obviously Josh McDaniels still in play there. Uh, although uh, recent news is that he's not the top candidate, so that's interesting. But uh, what do you think? What, which one of these coaches and uh, teams are you most interested in, or are you most interested in seeing what happens with the Cleveland Browns? What are your thoughts here on the uh, coaching carousel? I'm going to be very quick, and I'm going to stay home on this one. Mm-hmm. All skins, everything. Here we go. Um, <laughs> we, we have Ron Rivera, right? Now, I'm yep. throwing this out there. Maybe somebody else has already said this, but I, I feel like I've said it first, and I've said it to a few guys already. I, I, I'm going to predict that Ron Rivera comes in, he reunites with Cam Newton to light a fire under Dwayne Haskins, and bringing a guy that can probably teach Dwayne Haskins how to be successful as a, as a young quarterback, specifically a young African-American quarterback. And I feel as though it's going to create a competition, and Cam still has something left in the tank, as we saw what happened to the Panthers after he was done. He just never was right. He never got the chance to be uh, fully healthy. So I'm thinking that it's going to be a Cam – uh, Ron reuni- uh, reunion, I should say, wow. here in D.C., yeah. and uh, it's going to create a buzzstorm because, you know, Dwayne Haskins looks like the future, but things are changing around here finally for the better. And from a uh, Cleveland Brown standpoint, you better go out to Urban Meyer, man. Stick with the state of Ohio, sell tickets, <laughs> work with that quarterback that you got up there in Baker. I think it's a great yep. honor for them. Yep, yep, I agree with all that. And uh, so, hey, let's, let's, let's go the other way. Wale, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I, I can stay. I can stay home too as well. Obviously, Austin's everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about. You know, this. I didn't I mean, try to I've pronounce that about, today, right? I've, <laughs> I've heard about. I know, right? I heard about. Uh, I've heard about. I've heard, actually heard somebody mention Cam Newton. Though I was, I don't want to break anybody's, you know, spirits. That ain't happening. I mean, it sounds good uh-huh. though, but that ain't happening. Um, uh oh. Here's the insider. Know, I, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I just keep it a hundred, dude. I'm keeping it a hundred. Uh, but I am. I th- I, to me, the, the the hire of Scott Turner um, is very, you know, the offensive coordinator, the new offensive coordinator for the, for the Skins, Norman Turner's yep. son. Uh, he'll be working with uh, Dwayne Haskins, and uh, like Ray said, though, somebody to teach to to, to teach him what they taught what they taught uh, um, Cam Newton, and you know, try to you know have him do some things that Cam did. He's not Cam, but he has similar traits to Cam in terms of how he throws the football. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll probably work that out. I mean, I'm not saying he's, he's not the runner that Cam is by any stretch of the imagination, but he does have certain uh, certain skill sets that Cam had as a passer. Um, and also, to me, the defensive side, I'm hiring on um, Rivera's staff of, of Jack Del Rio. I think that's yeah, the big thing that, that. that's comes across uh, this team. Jack Del Rio uh, was a, a, at times was a successful head coach with Jacksonville and the Raiders. Um, so he is a good coach, and as a defensive coordinator, he's been really good in Seattle really and good. other places. Yep. So um, Jack Del Rio, what he's going to do with that defensive line, they're going, they're going back to a 4-3. I think, like Ray said, there's a change uh, brewing here in D.C. 
Um, even like it's more coach and in terms of what the press conference was bringing in Ron Rivera, it's gonna be a mo- mostly a coach centric place, meaning that the coach is gonna have most of the say so. He's gonna have most of the power. Um, it's gonna be coach friendly, like how Bill Belichick is up in New England. They want to run mm-hmm. that type of system here. So I think that it's definitely a change. You don't have this corruption in terms of president of you know, the president of uh, uh, Bruce Allen. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder is, you know, going to be far away from the situation in terms of being hands-on what, what he's mm-hmm. supposed to. Um, so you're going to have a a, a, de- a decent change here in D.C. And I think fans will be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, no I, no doubt. And I'm the biggest Ron Rivera fan there is because uh, being a Bears fan all the way back, course, yeah. five mm-hmm. Bears and onward, I mean, he did a lot for the Bears. So uh, obviously love it, what that Ron Rivera. And also the winningest coach in Carolina Panthers history. So, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. Yeah. Riverboat Ron, that'll be fun to see what he does over in Washington. But let me ask yeah. you about the flip side of that then, about the Carolina Panthers, because they went very yeah. non-traditional for them. That's the first time that the Panthers have ever hired a college coach. They got Matt Rule out of Baylor, and obviously he's only had, uh, you know, he's had very limited NFL experience. He was a, in 2012 mm-hmm. offensive line assistant for the Giants. Other than that, it was Baylor. Before that, it was Temple, and he did an outstanding job at Temple because I was actually at that game on November 1, 2015, when Temple was ranked 21st in the country and was playing against Notre Dame and almost pulled it out. Uh, he has done a fantastic job renovate, you know, revitalizing those college programs, but NFL is different. But what do you think about Matt Rule going to Carolina Panthers? Uh, Ray, we'll start with you first. I'm interested to see how they draft. Um, I know everybody is thinking who's going to line up behind center, but when you have a dynamic running back, I, I agree now he's dynamic. I used to hate on Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to put it out there now just in case anybody's thinking something. <laughs> but the, he is a dynamic running back. You know, I, 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 I am a, a fan of a, a rival team, so I, I, I didn't like him at first. Uh, okay. But, you know, what he's growing totally on. Just there. And the fact, just there. whenever you can have a strong running game, I think you need to back it up with at least one, you know, strong receiving threat. And I think Jerry Judy is the guy that Carolina needs to draft. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the Head and shoulders, the best receiver coming out of college this year. And no yep. matter who you line up behind center, if you can run the football, you can make it much easier on your quarterback. So I'm interested to see what personnel moves are made uh, as he makes this transition. I don't expect him to come out the gates next year and necessarily win a division or make the playoffs, but I'm looking to see how creative he becomes on offense with the personnel that he acquires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm really interested to see what happens there too, and particularly with the the personal and and how he runs that offense because clearly um, we've known we've seen instances in which uh, college coaches come into the NFL and try to instill some of this RPO, and that's what Matt Rule yeah. is known uh, known known for his RPO. Although mm-hmm. apparently his RPO is more NFL ready than others, who knows uh, what that's going to look like until he gets on the field. Um, so, um, you know, Wole, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested to see how it's going to work. Like, Ray, I think you, you're going to need the – I mean, you have the running back to run it, obviously, um, with Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Um, you know, DJ Moore, you know, he showed he, he showed out last season. Um, so, he has, yeah, he's a guy that has the potential. But like Ray said, you know, they can get another stud. Why I, receive, I don't know if they can get Judy because um, Judy's – I don't know what Carolina is in the draft. I mean, they got the Judy. It'd be a wrap, dog. Real talk, it'd be a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they can get – even um, who's the, the secondary receiver out of Bama? I think he'll be there. Uh, the second receiver, he just he just declared in the draft. Rugs, Rugs declared for the draft. If they didn't get Rugs, oh my God, he's you know he's fast as you know what. So that's a guy that would be great in the Carolina system. But it's, I mean, it's all about the quarterback. I mean, do you keep Cam, like knowing that you're running that system? Because you know it seems like a perfect fit for both. You know, spread mm-hmm. off a spread offense. 
you got a mobile quarterback uh, with an arm, you know what I mean? Things, players are in the spreads, things are wide open now. You don't have to really fit a lot in, in small small places. I don't know. Like, to me, like, you by hiring him, it just opens up the door to keep Cam, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Cam. I don't have the idea that Cam wants to come back. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, coach, it's know. all about that quarterback. Because I don't know, I don't know if they're the quarterback other than Cam to run that offense. Right, that's right. I don't think I think Cam. I don't think you're going to see any of the quarterbacks there uh, be able to run an RPO effectively. Uh, I think Cam is definitely the guy if it's going to be that way. Unless unless they go yeah. get another quarterback to get another quarterback. Exactly. I, I agree with that. They just one, you know, so I'm going to jump to one more question about uh, Joe Judge because you guys mentioned um, the fact that uh, guys mm-hmm. would leave Belichick's uh, coaching tree kind of suck. But before we do mm-hmm. that, I just got to mention one thing because it kind of came up earlier today because you mentioned Alabama. Do you, do you remember that at one point in time, Alabama's backfield was Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, and yep. E.J. Yeldon? How insane is that? Amazing. How insane Amazing. is that? Amazing. Right, right, and then of course, and at, and, at, and at the title game in which they flipped the coin, who was standing there next to Derrick Henry? It was Mark Ingram who came back for the game. That's unbelievable. Yeah. that's like basically mm-hmm. every quarterback that's in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. and, and you know, Kenyon Drake showed us what he could do early in the season. So, man, Alabama, they make me really jealous. Um, so let me just get to that. Uh, <laughs> let me get to Judge. A lot of things make me jealous, actually, but but Alabama backfield for sure. Uh, but hey, let's talk about Joe Judge for a second because you guys mentioned that Belichick coaching tree. A little bit, um, a little bit um, out of the out of the blue, you know. I mean, obviously he's well liked mm-hmm. by Belichick. He's a special teams coach. Picked up wide receiving coaching duties last year. There are a lot of good examples of special teams coaches being successful. John Harbaugh being yeah, one definitely. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, this guy doesn't have a lot of. He doesn't have head coaching ability. Uh, head coaching experience. He's only thirty eight. What are your thoughts of that? Uh, you know, let's say a Wale. What do you think, Joe Judge, New York Giants? I, I just, it just to me, it's just like it's amazing how these guys keep getting opportunities. I mean, I get it though. You know what I mean? Like they're winners, so you just want to give yeah. them a chance. But when yeah. you just go on track record, you got uh, Mangini, uh, who had we had like one good year or two good years with the Jets, but he spazzed out. Um, then you, you know, you have um, the, the guy in, in, with the Giants. You have Josh, Josh McDaniels. His first stint wasn't good. Um, with the right. Broncos, it's just amazing. Like they get opportunities, but it, it all comes. To, it's all still the same. It's like yep. you get one year, about one year. One year is good. You get like a good one year, and then after that, in terms of longevity, they never pan out. I hope you just hope this guy does pan out because I don't wish I don't like to wish evil on anybody. So I hope he does pan out. But mm-hmm. I think the Giants would have been good going after, say, uh, like McCarthy. I won't lie, McCarthy would have been a good hire um, mm-hmm. instead of going that route. Um, now I'm hearing reports that, you know, Jason Garrett may be their offensive coordinator. I just feel like that guy, <laughs> man, they, he just messed everything up. Like, he did yep. that on purpose. He got rid of Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, don't waste a talent like Saquon Barkley. I feel like oh, you're wasting talent. Real like, shame. You got an opportunity yeah. to build against one of the – build around one of the best players in football, not even, like, running backs. It's all players in football. You have this yeah. opportunity, and you're just you're just giving these average coaches, average players, and I – you know, um, to like squander this, squander this, this dude's talent, and that's the problem for real. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And there's so much ta- actually. There's a lot of young talent on that uh, yeah. on that Giants team. Now, you know, like Darius Slayton. Oh my gosh! I mean, he and yeah. then uh, there's, there's and uh, of they course Evan Ingram if he ever gets healthy. Williams. Leonard Williams, absolutely. Leonard Williams there's a lot, yeah. lots of great, lots of great that's talent fun. on that team being wasted right now. Um, so Ray, what are your thoughts on uh, on this entire uh, Joe Judge situation? Well, just to show Bella Cheater some love, as Jim Rohn once <laughs> called him, um, 
Mike Vrabel, we're going to throw Mike Vrabel under under the Bill Ch- yeah, Belichick coaching tree, you know, just saying that if somebody well, has some success. So it's, a, it's yeah. possible, okay? Um, yeah. You mentioned Dave Gettleman, Wally. I think he's making all these decisions, trying to become some type of football, you know, <laughs> wizard. He's trying to be the next yeah. hot that he general manager. I don't know, know who he's modeling his career after, but I'm <laughs> interested <laughs> that he's making a lot of moves. Now, Dale Jones looked pretty good. I ain't going to lie. He, he looked good yeah, on that yeah, one, yeah, but yeah. the rest of the team yeah. didn't look too good, um, outside yeah. of Saquon, of course. And he was injured throughout the course of the season, which is right. one of the risk factors with him. But um, when mm-hmm. you bring in a coach with limited experience and one who, in my opinion, is not going to necessarily help your defense, I don't know if your team is getting better. I'll be interested to see the, the staff around him because that's going to be important. Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett is a pretty good offensive mind. The Cowboys, right. throughout his tenure, they, they didn't have problems necessarily scoring the football. Mm-hmm. So it would be fun to watch how, how that would play out if, again, that is the hire that they're going to make. But if you're the Giants, um, I think that with two strong offensive weapons and your young quarterback and your young running back, I think you need to focus more so on the defensive side of the football. And there were guys right. out there, you know, even even like Rex Ryan may may have been a good hire, a, a former, you know, his dad coached in the NFC yeah. East, you know, right. former New York guy. He coached two different New York franchises. Good point. I think, you know, you should have really took a look and, and just took your time. I don't know what the Giants are doing. I really don't. But <laughs> I guess when you have crazy. won Super Bowls in the last decade, I think you have a little wiggle room to, to make some crazy moves and your fan base won't completely <laughs> – Alienate you, a la DC. So um, yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give him a chance. Like I said, Mike Mike Rabel has been su- successful. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, you you never you never know. Um, he could be the next Todd McVay, Matt Lafleur. We'll see. Yeah. So how? So I'll ask, ask, I'll ask this question. How great was it to see Mike Rabel pull that little loophole at the end of the game against the Patriots, and then watch <laughs> Belichick on the sideline said. This is cold. It was cold blooded. It was cold blooded. I loved it. It was great. I, was, I it loved was it fun. because it was like I'm looking at I'm looking at Belichick complain. I'm sitting there thinking, this is you mad because he's doing he's pulling on you? Are you mad because he's pulling you on you? <laughs> right. Like that's right. why you're mad. Like is that well, was so funny yo, to me. Like what? Belichick yep. didn't even like embrace him after the game. Like Belichick hugged yeah. man genie after the game. He didn't want to shake his hand. He didn't want to shake his hand. No one talking. Well, you know, that's that's the problem, right? Yeah. And, you know, the problem is, like, you know, if Belichick didn't want anybody to use that loophole, perhaps he shouldn't have used it against the Jets when they were winning 33-0. to I mean, that was kind of stupid, too. I mean, like, he was going for the shutout. I mean, what's that all about? You know, hey, man, when those around, comes around. He saved him for something important, right? Exactly. He saved him for something important, right? He messed up. Yeah, but let me say, that was a that was a gutsy call by Mike Rabel because even when I was yeah. watching that game, and no no kidding, you know, obviously like the rest of the world, we're all rooting against the Patriots. But you know the mm-hmm. you know I was thinking to myself, really, you don't want time left just in case Brady goes down there and gets that touchdown, and yeah. you know now you're in the but hole. He knew though. Yeah, yeah he but he knew. knew Brady wasn't Brady though. That's right. He knew. He knew. The rest of us are still in awe of the fact that you know how crazy is it that it was like 15 seconds at the end of the game, and I was still worried. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Were oh my really? gosh, I, I was. You must have worried about like Tony Romo must have got to you, man. Because Tony Romo was trying to make this again. He <laughs> Tony Romo like, doesn't come through in big situations. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it could be over. 
Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm a Falcons like fan, him. dude. They're never out of the game. They're never out of the game. I don't care what you they say. Out, man. They I knew it was Michigan over. State basketball. I knew it was like, over. You can never count them out. I was already yep. texting folks, Ray. I was like, this, I was already texting folks. I was like, ah, your your Patriots season, it's over. I, I'm a Patriots <laughs> fan. I was already texting folks. I was already trolling. I was all in my troll mode. You're all about it. Right. Right. You had a lot more confidence over. I did. I just felt like, oh, my oh, God. I, I just felt I felt like the there was going to be another, another Belichick miracle, but thankfully no, it's on, it's gone. Let's move on to the next topic real quick. Let's get some divisional playoff picks coming in here because we got some good games, uh, but not the ones I was expecting mm-hmm. at least, not all of them. San Francisco uh, versus Minnesota. Wow, I totally did not see that coming. Uh, Baltimore and Tennessee. I actually had some thought. I actually picked Tennessee to beat uh, the uh, the Patriots on that one. Mm-hmm. We got Kansas City. And, and, and Houston, again, with the Bills completely blowing that. Um, you know, Josh Allen looking great for half a game and then looking terrible for half a game. And then the Packers and yeah. the Seahawks. I think that's probably pretty, relatively expected. Let's, uh, let me see what on the, the list there. Uh, Wole, why don't you tell us, what do you think about those uh, four games? Who do you got for those four games? Uh, I got the – see, I got – this is tough. The Minnesota game is tough. Um, but I'm going to go with the Niners. I like, I like their front. I like their front four. I'm going to go with the Niners. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh-huh. I'm going to go in the, a, in the in the AFC. I'm going to go. This is actually a tough one for me, but I, I just think that the Ravens combination of offense and defense. I'm gonna go with the Ravens, but I do think that if the Titans can run the football, it, it's a dangerous game. Yeah, um, and Derrick Henry's a bad man. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a bad boy. Um, and then <laughs> in the the Texans and Chiefs. Oh man, Deshaun Watson has just like this thing about him that I just feel like he can win any game. Uh, but I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Hey, Ray, what about you? What do you got for the four games? I'm picking the same four teams for different reasons. I just want to give Kyle Shanahan a shout-out. Everywhere he goes, man, he transforms an offense into one of the most That's dynamic true. you know, playmaking offenses that you'll see. He's one of, <laughs> you know, the top NFL, you know, coaching minds in football. I just think yeah. he's doing a great job. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, though. Because uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to sneak up on him. But wow, um, really? The same four teams. I, 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 hey, you know, you asked about the divisional games, though. Let's not go further than that. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and, of course, the, the Chiefs look like they're ready for a run. I think Mahomes is healthy at the right time. So that's the reason why, I mean, Baltimore is self-explanatory. Even though, you know, we live very close to Baltimore, it's kind of annoying. But it's yeah, yeah, actually so fun to watch Lamar. <laughs> Prove all the doubt is wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I have to say, I, I the one I think is the closest is the Packers and the Seahawks. I really think that I mean, they did not look. The Seahawks didn't look impressive against the Eagles. No, no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, they were playing against their backup quarterback Josh McCown, and McCown looked okay, and they could have won that game. They had many opportunities to mm-hmm. win that game except McCown uh, forgot that he was forty-five years old and can't run. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was the, that was the only thing that stopped them from getting that they getting that score at the end of the game. But Green Bay has not looked good. I, I think that, you know, no. Aaron Rodgers does not look like Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and you know, I hate the Packers, and I know I've learned my lesson. <laughs> never underestimate Aaron Rodgers. He can make the magic happen whenever he wants. But the Seahawks, man, Russell Wilson, that guy, he can find people. He's he can magical. extend plays. He's a huge wild card there. And DK Metcalf, what about that kid? He is just completely off the charts in that game. I mean, he was – he had he had amazing hands and he got those great routes. I mean, there's I, I have to say people were really sleeping on him in the draft. It's looking like uh, Pete Carroll's super brilliant now uh, for um, for picking him, even though he walked into his interview at the combine with a shirt off. You know, it's pretty amazing stuff what he's done. 
you know, you, so you really get you guys are both on the Packers. You know, why do you think the Seahawks have a chance here? You really kind of locked in because, because one like not it's not the, it's actually not even a Rodgers thing. I'm with you. I think Rodgers hasn't been special as he's been in the past. But I think the Packers team as a whole are just right now better than Seattle, especially at, at Lambeau. I think Seattle has played so many close games. Like you look at their mm. throughout the entirety of their season against teams that aren't that good, to be honest with you, and they played close. And you mentioned the Eagles. The Eagles secondary is atrocious. Like right now, where yep. they're at, they're atrocious. And yep. as good as like we like to think of Russ is, Russ is Russell Wilson is a beast. But at the same time, you didn't dominate that secondary. You know what I mean? So no. you play the Packers team. That defense is better than the Eagles defense. The Eagles may have a better front four, like and that's that's by a little bit. But the Packers got both those, the Smith brothers who are gate were are multiple sack guys and their secondary is better. I just don't think I just think the matchup is bad. I think that when you look at what Aaron Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers is going to make enough plays, and I'm not saying he's going to dominate the game. And I'm not even speaking of Aaron what, what Williams is going to do out the backfield. It's just they just have a better team in terms of in terms of a whole team than compared to the to the Seahawks. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I. I think that's probably that's probably true. And uh, and Ray, you obviously you kind of jumped ahead there because I'm going to ask you guys about Super Bowl prediction. Uh, you think the Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl? Um. Why not? You know. You you <laughs> don't know how to be objective. Why not? I, I I can tell. I can hear the Bears coming out of you. I, I hate the Packers. <laughs> Listen, it's not about who you hate or who you yeah. like. Okay, it's about it's what's so happening on the field. That's fair. <laughs> call, call it how you see it. Okay. You got to call it how you see it. So that's fair. Let, let, that's absolutely let, fair. Let, let our personal feelings go for a minute, and let let let's actually <laughs> let's actually analyze what's going on in the field. And and right mm-hmm. now, if you look at the experience factor of the Packers, Aaron Rodgers or the quarterbacks left, Aaron Rodgers outside of Russell. Wilson has the most experience in the playoffs. And I feel as though that's going to play a huge role uh, in these next two football games. And the Packers may not win it, but they may be there. Look how, look how unpredictable these playoffs have been already. And they've been Ooh, very anybody can win. Any, Kirk right. Cousins uh-huh. could be in the Super Bowl against Ryan Tannehill, and it'll be yeah, like Mike Cunningham, <laughs> two guys he won it in D.C., Finally squaring all RG three is gonna be crying. You funny. You funny. He You're heard funny, all right? the reports. That's a good one, dog. It's unpredictable. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers could totally be there, man. You heard it here first. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know that's all true. All, all true. And and I and you know what? I I really terrible. on the back of my mind, I really hope that the Tennessee Titans make a run at it, just because like, what a great scrappy group of guys. There's, I mean, like mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, man. Mm-hmm. He came out of nowhere, and Derrick Henry finally like getting his due. I mean, the guy is unstoppable. I even yeah. like an AJ Brown. What a great addition that was in the draft. Yeah, great pick, man. Great pick. They look really, they look oh great. And don't and don't yeah. underestimate hey, on defense. Something real quick. Yep. Yep. And since you mentioned Ryan Tannehill, look at Marcus Mariota is now behind him. He's another RPO guy that could potentially move on. So just just keep that in mind. Yeah, around. that is a great. Oh, that point. is a great point. Yeah, he would actually probably be do really well in an RPO type system. So. Uh, yeah. I don't think the, I don't think he's done. He definitely did not work out for Tennessee. So kudos to them for having the, the guts to pull him and put in Ryan Tannehill and really give him a chance to to shine here. So all right, let's talk about that Super Bowl prediction. Um, and, and Ray, I, I won't hold you to that Packers pick. Uh, I'm just just pressuring <laughs> you because I'm a Packers hater. But that being said, let, we'll, we'll stop with Wale here. What do you think, Super Bowl prediction? I got the Niners in the bowl. Um, I think the Niners and the Niners and the Ravens. I think that's yep. the uh, <laughs> Okay, that's fair, Ray. Boo. I'm going Chiefs <laughs> Packers, man. 
Chiefs Packers. Wow, he's gonna go the other way. That's, that's awesome. Hey, hey, so, hey, hey, Wole, what it what it go sell Dre? You don't have the ish. You know what I mean? That's what it is. You, you got you got everything to make yourself a great, you know, football mind, but you don't have the ish to make the the picks that I make, dude. You just hate on everybody. You gonna quote? You gonna power quote me right now? You gonna power quote exactly. me right now? Okay, okay, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh man. So, uh, yay. Hey, that's great. I a little bit of applause there because hey, well done, guys. You didn't pick the Yeah, you know, that's good. I like that. I like the guts. So hey, I I don't disagree with any of those picks because you know anything could happen in the Super Bowl, but I just don't see a way where the Ravens don't make it. You know what I mean? I just feel like they're just mm-hmm. they're just Lamar Jackson, man. You just I just don't see how he doesn't Perfect. find a way. I mean, he's just he's a special yeah. player. Um, okay, well, that's it. Looks like we made it to the very end. And, of course, we did it without Ryan, which probably made the show that much better. So let's get the air horn on the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, hey, it goes too fast. As always, well, hey, Ray, we loved you guys on the show. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Tune in on Thank Tuesday you. evenings to the Urban Sports Scene Podcast. It is amazing stuff. They just had a great two-hour special. you got to check that out. It is amazing. Um, you can get that. And it, the link is actually on the podcast page. So link in through and check out the Urban Sports Scene Podcast. It is great. Anything you guys like to promo that you're working on right now uh, instead of uh, sure. aside from your next show? I got one. I got one promo. Um, yep. Ryan, you don't want to smoke. All right? That's all. That's <laughs> my promo. Ryan, you know what time it is. You can catch me on Twitter. You can catch me on the Football Garbage Time Podcast anytime, bro. <laughs> You do not want that smoke, cause that's it. That's my promo. Nice, I love it. It's important stuff, everybody. All right, Ryan, you, you, you got to chime in, man. Where are you? You're leaving me on my. You're leaving me on the island over here. Uh, okay. Well, hey, Beat Wally, thanks everyone. Huh? Be Wally, huh? Be the artist woman known as Wally. How about them? Better than how? Better than me? Okay. <laughs> Uh, happy trails, Lorenzo Good Alexander. Uh, great, great career, more. brother. Yeah. So hey, they, thanks everyone. Everybody, follow uh, follow Wale, follow Ray on on Twitter. You can find all those links that are at our Twitter site, and you can also find the link to their show on the podcast site. And of course, on all our picks every week, they put in their picks as well. Uh, Ryan doesn't, but they all do, and uh, they're doing yeah. quite well. So definitely <laughs> click through. Uh, you'll see click you'll see links to their podcast each and every week on that uh, article. Thanks everyone for wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week and the divisional playoffs. See you guys. <laughs>